We're all on a journey to reach our full potential and purpose. And no matter where you are on your path, know that we walk together and not alone. At the Mission Leadership Institute, we believe the path to leadership is self-discovery. To support you, we're bringing the most advanced thinkers in the country to help unpack all that we carry with us on this leadership journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Providence Walk With Me podcast. I'm your host, Martin Schreiber, with the Mission Leadership Institute. This is a very special episode because today I am in person with Deb Canales. Deb is the Executive Vice President and Chief Administrative Officer for Providence. She's a nationally recognized leader in human resources and was named one of the most influential Latinas. Just recently, Modern Healthcare has Deb as the top 25 minority leader. We're talking about authentic leadership from the heart today. Let's get started by welcoming Deb. Well, I want to welcome everyone again to our conversation with Deb Canales. And this is really a special moment to share with our executive vice president and head of human resources the chance to hear her story. I know we have a lot of beeping, a lot of things that go on. Would you, with me, turn those things off? Would you spend a minute listening to someone share their story, a story that's filled with purpose and with meaning and someone who wants to walk with you in support? So thank you for being here. No, my pleasure. What a treat. Uh, we've, we've talked quite a bit over uh, the course of this year, and one of the things that we've talked about is just letting people say who they are. And I want to start there and just ask you, could you tell a little about who you are? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Well, thank you again. And just, uh, you know, when I first met you, Martin, just the vision that you had. And here we are today getting ready to, to launch this and to extend this gift. It's just a really special moment. And I've had a lot of great life moments um, in my life and uh, to bring me here to Providence. And uh I grew up in Texas, so I, I don't lose sight of that. Um, grew up in Houston, Texas, and I went to school at University of Texas in Austin, so big Longhorn mm -hmm. fan. And uh, this is my 10th move in my career, so a lot of people say, oh, you can't hold a job, Deb, and I'm like, <laughs> well, not exactly. They've all been just wonderful moves all across the country for added responsibility. Some have been lateral moves, but just the opportunity to get international experience. Um, half of my career has been in for-profit companies, Fortune 50 companies, and then um, the change came when I was at HP uh, Hewlett Packard Compaq, and uh, a recruiter called me about an opportunity in healthcare, and it was a, a real pivotal moment to to really think about, um, you know, my life calling, and I was just getting exhausted continuing to do reductions in force, not being able to really get traction on a human resource strategy. And um, I was going to be moving to California to lead HR uh, for human resources in, in the California region. And um, I decided to go talk to this recruiter. And a lot of my friends said, oh, don't get into healthcare. You'll never get out. And it's, uh, you know, they're just, they're not progressive. Um, it's just, it's very different. I don't think you'll like it, which just added more curiosity. And when I went, um, the opportunity was to, to lead uh, one of the largest health systems there in, in Colorado. And 
there was a notion of just um, a mission and uh, a faith-based organization and, and really being able to, um, to celebrate my own spirituality uh, without the fear of you know, being ostracized, uh, which I was when I was in IT and, and working for HP. I remember giving my, my regional president the, the book, Jesus as CEO. Yes. And I remember him putting it in a paper bag when I left his office and putting it in his briefcase because he couldn't express that openly. And I thought, wow, um, how sad. And so to be able to, to work now in um, over half of my career in faith-based healthcare has been just so inspiring and enriching and just a, a testament in terms of my own following. So from that led to an opportunity. I followed my boss to Trinity Health. I tried to recruit um, our, my boss today to come be a successor, and he says he's a better recruiter, so I'll give him <laughs> that. And so uh, here I am almost eight years now, and uh, it's just been a, a wonderful journey. And uh, you know, I continue to get back to Texas when I can um, and, and see family, because uh, family is certainly very, very important to me. Um, but uh, I just love being here in the Pacific Northwest and being able to uh, to follow a, just a beautiful vocation. Mm -hmm. It's so powerful to hear you uh, express this kind of movement that you've been a part of. And it really reminds me of what we've talked about over this year of pilgrimage. Yeah. Uh, how do you develop a container? How do you have an experience where people can say, this is who I am and I'm on pilgrimage? Has that impacted your life, this method, this movement of being a pilgrim? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think the the first thing that comes to mind, I had the, uh, the blessing of being able to actually walk the Camino uh -huh. de Santiago, so the pilgrimage to Spain and to the St. James Cathedral. And um, walking the pilgrimage, um, uh, the, the metaphor of a backpack. And so when we think about ourselves um, serving in this ministry, um, you know, we're all given wonderful gifts and honing that, but, you know, our gifts are in that one backpack and the simplicity of that. Because when I walked um, every day, you know, 15 to 20 miles, um, I had to be careful what was in my backpack and how to carry that and how to hold that. And it was just the simplicity. But also the pilgrimage was about mindfulness and, and taking time to really uh, be quiet, to listen. Um, to really focus and, um, and to think about what am I learning about my true self and who do I want to become as, as a true self and love myself um, in an effort to, to hopefully pay that forward. Mm -hmm. We really believe that the path to leadership is self-discovery mm -hmm. and trying to get to this way of understanding what's in your backpack is a life process, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Uh, and even in a pandemic, in a time where some of us have really felt isolated, uh, where we've, we've had to take a look at our souls, our lives. What do you really see as some of the skills that are coming to the surface that uh, maybe early career caregivers, those that were really looking at within the Mission Leadership Institute as well, could develop in terms of the backpack? What's in the backpack in a pandemic? Yeah, well, I think um, you know more than ever, uh, the notion of whole person care. And that's something that uh, is really important. It's, it's our charisms here at Providence. And so the notion of, of how do we integrate 
um, you know, all of those elements um, as part of how we do our, our role, um, how we show up, how we communicate. And so being in community, I think, more than ever this time, because we're not physically together. And so the skills of how do I communicate? Um, how do I um, reach out to my peers and create that sense of community either through you know, what we have today over, you know, 35 associate resource groups, caregiver resource groups, you know, to, you know, to really help create um, maybe circles and sanctuaries where it's safe to have conversations and to be able to say, I'm experiencing a little bit of anxiety here or I'm nervous about the situation and have you ever experienced something like that? And I think more than ever, um, just that resiliency is another skill and being flexible, because that's what it is right now. Uh, we're co-creating different ways of how we lead, communicate, meet, continue to advance all of our priorities, um, and just our, our care to our, our patients and whoever walks in the door, and to, to be adaptable um, to the complexity of, of how to problem solve. Um, but I think... Um, you know, I think listening is probably the, the final skill and, and being able to, to be quiet and to really think through, you know, what's at the core essence of what we're trying to solve. Uh -huh. This component of listening is something that I feel you do very well. Oh, and is there something that you had in your life? Was there a person who said, this is the gift, Deb, that I think you should draw out of your soul? Or, who, who taught you? Uh, the ways to just let your gifts come out. Yeah. Well, I think just rooted in terms of my parents always you know, uh, encouraged me to mark my work with excellence and to, to try on, to be curious, uh, to discover. Um, and, um, you know, uh, very sports-minded, yes. um, you know, growing up. Tennis. And so tennis, uh, now pickleball, which I'm a real <laughs> enthusiast for. Um, and just, um, you know, having fun, you know, as, as part of that. But, but taking time out um, to really reflect. And I think um, growing up in terms of just, uh, you know, strong faith and, you know, traditions with church and um, spending time in, in prayer and meditation, uh, which I do, you know, that's, that's part of my morning ritual. You know, I start off quiet and, and being in prayer and gratitude to just set intentions for the day. And so I, I you know, I set an intention today with regards to our talk and to, to really be completely uh, here now with you and that this is just going to be a nice conversation and what, what flows, flows and not try to script and just be. And I think, you know, just the essence of that, of helping our caregivers to, can we create moments where we can just be who I am? And, and that's been a whole journey of, of learning, and I've worked really hard. I've done a lot of work in that space uh, with regards to, to arriving where I am today. I appreciate your sense of authenticity and not everyone is feeling they can say who they are. Right. Uh, we are in the midst today of National Indigenous Peoples Day mm -hmm. and allowing for the spirits of the world that have not felt they could say the truth. Right. How do we become an organization, a ministry, where people can tell their truth? 
Mm-hmm. How does one begin the path of pilgrimage in light of those kinds of things? Yeah. Well, I think it begins at the top, and it's certainly the shadow of leadership. And so I'm, I'm glad you see that in me and that you're comfortable in being able to call that out when I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it begins building those relationships where I can share my truth, I can be direct and authentic you know, with each other, and that takes time. You know, when we start out in, in relationships, typically we start with just facts and data with each other. Then we can move to opinion, but it's not until you're in that core center of really true feelings, the sweet spot. And it's, you know, the, the Covey model of, you know, managing the emotional bank account. I mean, it, it's every day. I mean, people ask me, how do you have such a great relationship with, with leaders in this organization? I said, because I work it. You know, every day, all we do all day is have conversations. That's all we do. And so the power of those conversations as part of commitments, as part of clarity, you know, to be able to, to model that. And so, and, and holding up the confidentiality and the sacredness of those conversations that, you know, if somebody asks me to hold something for them sacredly, I will. I mean, I'm not running to their boss. I'm not running to my boss. You know, it, it's held in the sacredity of that. And I think that's what brings me joy as, as more people reach out to me to say, hey, can I have dinner with you or can I have coffee or can I talk to you? And there's just something I just, I don't have anywhere else to go. I want to filter that throughout our organization. And I think it's how do we help enable all of us as part of how to have those conversations. And I think the work we're thinking about for the Mission Institute to create a container, we, we can practice that. And that what happens here stays here. What is said here stays here and honoring that so that we, we help to, to hone and to build our own trust and confidence with each other. Thanks, Deb. Yeah. I look forward to walking with you. Excellent, me too. I wanna to thank Deb for joining us and to everyone for listening. Learn more about the Providence Mission Leadership Institute on LinkedIn. And may you, like Deb, continue to ask those questions. And may you find the person to walk with you in finding the answer.